Hi, uh, welcome to Totally Underqualified. Where we talk about various topics of adulthood and how totally underqualified we are to do them. Hello and welcome to episode number five. Wow, I can't believe you named the number. What? what? Every time you let me say the number. Oh, well, now you could say what the name of their episode is. Okay. Welcome to Totally Underqualified to Believe in Something, which is episode five. Okay. <laughs> I might as well just not do this podcast anymore. Just let you sit and chat for about an hour by yourself every day. I mean, let's be honest, we both know I could. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, what is belief, Ollie? Part one. The definition of belief is an acceptance that something exists or is true, especially one without proof. Yeah. i got to be honest, I kind of don't agree with that. Okay, there was another definition on there on Google, uh, but I didn't copy that one because I just like this one. Oh, why do you like it? Uh, because it says you can believe in anything, really. Yeah, okay. So See, you're an optimist and I'm a pessimist. Yeah, probably. So this one promises to be rather interesting. <laughs> Why do you not like this definition? The point where it says that something exists or is true, especially one without proof. Mm-hmm. Now, I hate to say it, we're IB kids. I took TOK. Yep. And everyone knows that knowledge is justified true belief. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I remember that is because of Justin Bieber. That's that's how we used to remember it. Um, and the fact that it needs to be justified true belief is a total contradiction. Mm. Because this definition states that actually you don't need any proof. So you don't need to justify it. You just have to believe in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. a logical person, Bob. No, no, I know. But let me backtrack. We're both not religious people, right? No. You're not religious. I'm not religious. Like, it's never played a role in our lives. It actually really has. Oh, it really has? I was raised religiously, yeah. Wait, seriously? Yeah, seriously. Did you not know this? No. I was raised Catholic. Oh, up until when? Until I moved to Holland. Oh, wow. And even then... I mean, we'll get into this, but even okay. then I was sort of still following huh. that idea until one day I decided not to. Okay. Well, let's uh, continue on to like the questions that we jotted down. So question one we've got is I'll, I'll ask and then you answer and then I'll answer or whatever. Uh, Sounds is, like a plan. What do you believe in? Oh, um, without sounding super corny. I believe in myself, which I know <laughs> okay. that sounds no. really egoistic, but before we started recording, I messaged a couple of my friends as well. It was like, oh, we're going to do this episode. Right. And I was wondering, what do you believe in? And a lot of people said themselves. <laughs> I see. This makes me very happy because I don't think there are enough people in the world that believe in themselves. Hmm. And in fairness, as an educator, it is something that I do try and encourage the students to do because they don't often. Yeah, I, I have a tendency to believe in myself. Mm-hmm. Not always, but 
most of the time. Okay. And um, the other one, I I don't necessarily believe in, but it is something that I kind of hang on to. Is I I tend to have, I, I tend to say that I have faith in the universe. Okay. Like the universe will conspire to make sure that something will happen. So if you were to label yourself, like on the last one, what if you labeled yourself, what would you call it? I would be agnostic if okay. I put a label on it. I do yeah. believe in something going on. I just don't know what that is. What about you? What, what okay, do you believe yeah. in? Well, so I'm relatively similar on the last thing. I, I mean, obviously I believe in myself, but I like to believe in other people too. Wow. I can't <laughs> believe you managed to one-up me in the first five minutes of this podcast. <laughs> I totally should have gone there. I know, but you know. I believe in in the future of tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But other than that, yeah, like I believe in the whole uh, Big Bang thing, right? I'm not, I I suck at physics or all all the sciencey stuff. I I take it to heart. I'm not great at understanding a lot of it. I think I've already forgotten how photosynthesis works, but like stuff like that, I just don't understand. But my point is, I, I see that as what I believe in. It's the truth, but also what it's what caused the Big Bang is no idea. We, we're not really very sure. There no, are theories. I yeah. think it's good to point out there are theories. Mm-hmm. But, but if we go back to that definition of like belief, not necessarily needing proof, mm-hmm. I don't find it an applicable word to use if I say I believe in science. I don't believe in science. I trust science. Yeah because there's proof (laughs) yeah Yeah, but you're you can believe in something without proof as as the definition that we i found says as well hence why i believe in myself so okay i label myself as i get agnostic as well and then another question was uh is this a decision you made one day to like you know from now on you kind of decided like okay i'm gonna this is what i believe in i'm not really sure i did a lot of thinking about this as i got older you know, slowly and gradually through my my few years of adulthood so far, I've kind of like come to terms with what it might have been. But I feel like even when I was following religion as a child, I didn't necessarily believe in it. Mm-hmm. I have an idea of what was going on at the time with me in terms of I did it mostly because that was what my family did. But it wasn't necessarily forced upon me, if that makes sense it just wasn't an issue that was ever raised. So it was kind of like, I didn't know any better. So I followed that. Mm -hmm. However, when I stopped following Catholicism, I didn't immediately know what I did believe in. So I went through a bit of a period of figuring it out. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but (laughs) I'm convinced that sometimes the universe just conspires to make something happen. Do you have a, do you have an example? Yeah, I do. Actually, I have a really good example. Okay. I actually failed my final year of uni the first mm-hmm. time around. I know, shocker. But as we both know, I burnt out mm-hmm. very close towards my graduation and I couldn't really hack it very well. And I I made a real hash of my final project. And I wasn't maybe as committed as I should have been. However, because I didn't pass the first time, I was given two months to rethink my project, 
put it back together and then present it without having to redo my final year. Mm-hmm. And by the time I did graduate as a teacher, a qualified teacher in visual arts, the school year had already started because I graduated at the end of September. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have a job and I couldn't go and get a job because I didn't have a diploma. If I had graduated at the right time, I wouldn't have got the job that I have now, ah. which is the job that I love. Hmm. Who knows where I would have ended up? Strange. But I am convinced that something intervened and maybe it didn't, maybe it was just coincidence, but something made sure that I got the job that I have now, which coincidentally is where I met my partner. And now I have like all these elements of my life that have come out of not graduating at the right time. (laughs) So I'm convinced something was playing a role. That is is a good reason. It's naive, but it makes me feel good. So coming from how you kind of where, where you're coming from, right? I always felt very undeserving of my life the way it was, where, you know, I got to live in all these countries. Mm. I didn't feel deserving of that. And I don't know why I felt undeserving of that. But it was like, why me? Why do I get to live this relatively, have, why do I get to have this relatively unique experience? So you kind of questioned it. Yeah, it was kind of, I don't know, I just, obviously, at first, it was all like, just kind of normal, like when you're a kid, but then as you got older, it was kind of like, okay, but why do I get to, again, looking back and thinking, wow, okay, that was cool. Yeah, I don't know, that's, that was for me. Fair enough. Um, Have you ever, like, had a massive conflict with someone about belief? No. I don't necessarily think just in terms of religion, actually, I just think in terms of like things you believe in. I... No, I, I actually cannot think of a point where my beliefs have collided with someone else's or caused an argument, I guess. Fair enough. I had quite a profound conversation years ago with my grandfather, who is genuinely quite religious. You know, it's it's a kind of a community thing for them as well. You know, the, the whole church congregation and they, they go to their meetings and they go to church, I mean, religiously every Sunday. Um, however, I do remember once having a conversation where I did question it openly with him. And he said what I can only describe as the best reply. Mm-hmm. And he said, you just haven't found God yet. I mean, it wasn't an argument. It was a, I accept what you're saying, but my faith tells me that you're just not ready yet. Yeah. I find that quite admirable to have Mm -hmm. that kind of faith. No, that's for sure. It's just not for me. No. To finish off this first part, I have a serious question for you. Oh no. And it's only just come to mind. (laughs) Sure. Do you have faith in humanity? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. We're doing pretty terribly at some things, but also I think we do quite well at other things. I think we still have a lot to learn as a species. But if anything, the last, what, even 200 years has shown that we're pretty good at learning and inventing things, not only that kill us, but also that try to help us. I'm actually just going to plug a podcast real quick 
the podcast is called The End of the World with Josh Clark. It's a wonderful podcast about existential threats to humanity. So amazing. Yep. Anyway, we're off on our break. Here's a question uh, from one of our listeners. To kickstart an existential crisis? No, it's, uh, I think it's about zombies. So it's the end of the world, a zombie apocalypse, and you're riding into the final battle. Which giant insect would be your noble steed? I pick dragonfly. And I think mine would be a male praying mantis. Because of the two brain thing. Yes. It's got a backup generator effectively. <laughs> if it loses its head, it still has a brain in its butt. Anyway, part two. What we believe in or don't believe in. And we very briefly touched on a couple of experiences that we've had. Mm -hmm. We've mentioned before, we're both third culture kids. Obviously in our environment growing up this is something not many people know depending on which country you're in unless you've been to an international school most schools will give you some kind of religious education oh i don't know about i had religious education you used to call it re like pe mm -hmm. in primary school when i was in the uk but i also know that in dutch schools uh, depending on what kind of school you go to you also get religious education. Oh. Yeah. That's weird. In international schools, you don't. No. It's too complicated. The benefit of not being educated necessarily formally in any kind of religion is that, especially in international schools, you are still exposed to all those different religions because mm -hmm. you talk to your friends and most of your friends have different religions or none at all. Yep. It was my first experience with, with other children who had no religion. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that was a possibility until I got here. Hmm. Well, I think it very much caused me to make a decision. I was a little bit the opposite. I was always very anti-religion, etc. Uh, and thought it was dumb and stupid hmm. as when I was younger. Uh, but then as I kind of, when I moved to Uganda and, you know, went to school there, I realized I went to school with a lot of people who, you know, were of all these different religions. And it wasn't ever that I thought any one religion was extra dumb than the other. I thought they were all equally dumb. So, but then as I got there and I got to know these, you know, people who eventually just became my friends, I kind of did start looking at it with a different uh, approach and, you know, got to the approach where I am now, where it's just like everyone should believe whatever they want to believe in. And yeah, that's I think all perfectly it, fine. I think it very much kind of opens opens you up to mm -hmm. accepting different religions and accepting that maybe you don't have all the answers. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. <clears throat> it's also quite an interesting scenario to watch happen. I don't know whether you've ever seen this happen because you don't necessarily see international kids anymore. No. But I have had conversations happen in my classroom 
for example, during Christmas, not all of our students observe Christmas as a holiday. Not all our students observe, you know, traditions of fasting and not doing the PE lessons during that period of time. Mm. The conversations that take place amongst the students is really interesting to listen to. Mm. You know already that there's loads of differences. So it's it's not necessarily in the fact that they're having that conversation. It's the way they explain it to each other and mm. how accepting they are of each other that kind of it restores my faith in humanity. <laughs> See, there you go. They're not mm. trying to convert you in any way. They're just saying, no, this is how I observe my religion. It's, it's really nice. Yeah. I remember I remember one time I was in South Africa and one of my friends who I knew from Uganda was at that point also living in South Africa. And he was Jehovah's Witness. And I didn't actually know much about uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. Anyway, it was my uh, my birthday at one point. And I shot him a message was like, oh, I'm going to be celebrating my birthday then and then if you want to come around. He replied that he couldn't come around because he doesn't celebrate birthdays. Wow. Yeah. And I just kind of got me thinking like, oh, what if I just invited him over, you know, without telling him it was my birthday. But imagine had you invited him and he'd come over and realized it was a birthday party. Like, yeah. Like, how do you have that conversation? That That's really awkward. And I saw him the day after and it was fine. Okay. I was wondering whether you had a theory in why we should believe in anything. I think we should believe in something. It's the only way that our existence kind of gets some purpose. I think it's important to point out that we're not necessarily only talking about religion. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Like, yeah, you can believe in the work that you do or the people you interact with. Because imagine if you don't believe in anything, like, what's the point then? Like, why are you here? Yeah. Like I said, existential crisis. Yeah. I think everyone like believes, I, I think everyone believes in something, even if you believe that there's nothing after like this life, you're still believing in something, mm. which is nothing. And then you go in a circle forever and ever and ever. Yeah, that's for me. What about you? I think I have faith in the universe that sometimes it conspires to help us or put us in a place we need to be, be that negative or positive. And linked to that, I am convinced that the purpose of us being here is not necessarily to fulfill any of our own successes. It's great that we do, but I put a lot of weight on the connections that I make with people and the interactions that I have, right down to the very short, almost dubbed insignificant moments that I've had with people who I have no idea who they are, but mm. they've they've made me think a certain way or they've spurred something on in my brain or our purpose in life is to have some kind of effect on others, hmm. be that very small or very large. So you're kind of like the, the butterfly effect, but then on people as well and not necessarily causing bad things. So your purpose in life is to contribute to other people's development mm -hmm. on a sort of not conscious level. Yeah, I agree. That is why I think we should believe in something. Yeah. And I fully acknowledge that some people either want or have a need to believe in something bigger than them because the idea of not having a purpose is... Scary. Terrifying. Mm. <laughs> like, otherwise you would end up in a vicious cycle of existential dread. Mm. Exactly. 
I think that's the best way of putting it. I before we made this episode, I was reading, like, reading some articles about the Big Bang and stuff like that, and you know, you get into all those things, and it's just like, okay, but how do we know that? And then there's like a science article that I don't really understand, but you know, I'll take it as gospel. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and you know, help. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was trying to keep that in, but it's not going to happen. That was funny. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you get, you read all these things and in, you know, science as kind of like, okay, this is what's been happening. And, you know, okay, I'll believe that for sure. Uh, but also, why would this happen? <laughs> why is any of this happening? Why are we making a podcast? You know? Are you going to do your Reddit thing? I'm going to do my Reddit thing. I saw this years ago and I thought it was hilarious. Uh, there is an ask Reddit Fred with the question, if you could telepathically say something to all 7.8 billion people on earth and they all could hear it, what would that be? What would you say? And one of the comments said, you picked the correct religion. I am real. And this is the proof you've been asking for. One, kudos to that person for being that witty. Because mm -hmm. that's a spot on answer to that question because obviously obviously it's meant as like something funny like it's a joke that this guy's making yeah it's kind uh, of satirical but simultaneously it's genius yeah because the world would burn <laughs> okay we touched on religion we've touched on other beliefs i mentioned briefly science mm -hmm. and i just want to add this to our little discussion sure because i don't put all my faith on the pillars of science because I find it, don't get me wrong, when science can be proven, I'm all for it. And yeah. I like knowledge and I like logic and I'm very comfortable there. However, I also try to be slightly more aware of blindly following science as well, mm. mostly because I'm not an expert. Yeah. So I can accept another expert's science as, as truth mm -hmm. but there's no way for me to prove them wrong either yeah and there's no way for me to prove them right yeah i don't have a problem with this necessarily so like i've said i have i have trust in science not necessarily faith i trust mm. that scientists do the right thing because they want to get to the bottom of things they don't just want to make stuff up However, we all know that certain aspects of science have been made up before and proven wrong years later. Mm -hmm. Or certain things that are taken as, uh, you know, common knowledge almost or common science and then years later get disproven or yeah. are just completely false. Yeah. So I have this, it's not a worry. I have this thought that in 10, 20 years down the line, when hopefully we're both still alive and in our mid 40s, 50s. Thanks. Um, that what we know now could be totally disproven. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I like the fact that we're still learning as the human race. There's, there's this really great story. I've sent it to you. Uh, the Egg by Andy Wire. Um, uh, I think I might upload a, like a separate little bonus episode where I just read it because I kind of already recorded <laughs> it. Um <laughs> And it's, I think it's a great, it's a short story. It's great. It's about a guy who dies in a car crash uh, and he's survived by his uh, wife and kids, whatever. 
and he uh, makes it up to what he believes is like the afterlife and he meets God or what he thinks is God at least. And they have a chat and basically God explains like, oh yeah, this entire universe, I've made this for you, specifically you, um, so that you can grow and mature in it. And basically this guy who died, he's every single person who will ever exist and will ever have existed and he just kept, keeps getting reincarnated and he interacts with himself. You know, he's, he was uh, Abraham Lincoln. He was John Wilkes Booth, you know, the guy who shot Abraham Lincoln. He was, he was, he was Hitler and he was the millions of people Hitler got killed. Uh, so, you know, and that's how his soul or whatever kind of learns. And he doesn't remember it until uh, like he stays in his afterlife long enough, whatever. But I don't know. I quite like that idea in a way. Yeah. And imagine if everyone kind of started treating everyone else in the sense that it's you're the same person only leading a little a different life. I am you and you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think everyone might be a little bit nicer to each other. I'm going to need a glass of water, possibly mm. a Kit Kat, just to take the edge off and I'll be back. I wish I had Kit Kat. You ate five last week. You don't need Kit Kat. Was that last week? Mm. Okay. Well, okay. See you after this short break. Bye. Did you know that beliefs can also influence health behaviours? Research suggests that people are more likely to engage in healthy promoting behaviours like eating well and exercising if they have a greater sense of self-efficacy. That is, if they believe that they are capable of effectively performing these behaviours. But positive thinking has its limits. Research also shows that people take better care of their health when they think negatively to some extent, when they believe that they are in fact susceptible to serious illnesses. Without awareness of the reality of the risks they face, people may lack the motivation to make healthy decisions. So if you think healthy, you'll be healthy. Now, if only I could practice what I preach. Welcome back to part three, where yeah. we have gone from believing in things to having existential crisis. Yeah, which has caused us to have an existential crisis in this episode, and maybe just name it that. We'll figure it out as we go along. Yeah. Um, part three. Usually our underqualifiedness comes to light in this section, Bob. Are you underqualified to believe in something, do you think? Uh, let me answer that with a question. Is that possible? To be underqualified to believe in something? Yeah. Every time, every time I think about uh, this kind of stuff, I, I always end up going back to that story, the egg. Mm. Uh, so if there was something I would, if I, if there was a religion that used that little story as the, the go-to thing, and that was it, that was the only thing with that religion, that'd be fine with me. I would say I was religious if that story was a, religious piece of text because i've i've known that story i've known about that story for over 10 years now yeah and i and i still keep coming back to it it's something that stuck with you yeah 
connected to that, uh-huh. the idea that we exist, that, that you exist as you are now, mm-hmm. with your face and your body parts and your molecules and all of those kind of things, and me in the same situation. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that we exist almost dictates that we should have some kind of faith because you have so many variables at play that come together to create you. Yep. This is why I love ancestry as well. Like you can go so far back. And if those people years and years and years ago had never met, I wouldn't exist. Even if I bet, even if they had had sex on a different day. Or even in a different hour. Yeah. If they'd eaten something different that day, or if they'd yeah. just got the bus slightly later, they'd have never met and I wouldn't exist. Yeah. But also on a scientific level, the fact that that particular sperm and that particular egg with that particular amount of DNA came mm-hmm. together to make me yeah. is mind bogglingly absurd. Yeah. There must be something divine in that. You'd like to think that, I guess, right? But on one hand, I really just don't think it's true. <laughs> I mean, my understanding of it yeah. isn't isn't it doesn't go in depth enough for me to to make that statement and say I, I'm behind it. I, I was actually talking to one of my coworkers the other day about all this. Uh, not necessarily belief, but like existing. Like we got into stuff like the Fermi paradox as well. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's it got to do with aliens and everything. But are we like are we the anomaly in this universe? Is it meant to be a quiet universe, and we are the anomaly screaming into the void, basically? Because <laughs> that's what we're doing at the moment. That's you know we're sending out radio signals into space, and what if there's literally no one out there to hear us? Yeah, that's that's a scary thought. Yeah, like we've got seven, we're seven, eight billion people on the planet, but what if there's no one out there? (laughs) But countering that, what if we are still the anomaly and the entire universe around us is buzzing with life, and we're the dumb ones that they're and they're just ignoring us? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) they're leaving us to our own devices because we fuck up over and over and over again, and we can't be taught. We're like that creepy uncle nobody ever wants to talk to. <laughs> that you should invite to the birthday party, but don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As the human race, I believe it's our obligation to try and fix the wrongs that we've done mm-hmm. in terms of destroying the atmosphere, mm-hmm. for example, um, and to make sure that some of the horrific atrocities that have happened throughout history never happen again. hmm I believe it's our obligation to try and make the world a better place. Mm. Um, But I also believe that it's our obligation to try whatever it is that we want to do. Mm. And to really try not to be afraid of trying. I believe it's my obligation to try. I may not succeed. That is what I tend to believe in, I think in terms of being religious i'm definitely not no agnostic 
Yeah, but I find, so I do find agnostic one of those weird words because I associate it with religion because mm. I choose to have the religion of not really a religion. But then, okay, but then when, when you're like doing like a test or or like doing a survey or something and in, and you pay, you've got the um, religion tab that you sometimes have to fill in. Mm. There's, you know, Christian, Muslim, Jewish, a bunch of Hindu, whatever, bunch of other religions. And then there's atheist. Usually you can pick that as well or agnostic. I'd like an option that is called undefined. Yeah. Okay. But if we're going by labels, agnostic is the one that I am most. Okay. I've got one last question. By all means. What if someone came up to you with uh, irrefutable proof that all of this is just here because of just chance. How would that make you feel? When you say all of this, you mean like the whole universe, my life, my thought process, everything is just by chance? That there is no plan, uh, that nothing happens for a reason. It's all just chaos. As an artist, I love that idea. Mm-hmm. I'm so in love with that idea. Mm. As a person, not particularly comfortable with that idea at all. No? No, I I have conflicting options in my head. Okay. Like I said, as an artist, I would love to to just like watch it all play out. But you're taking part in it. But I am taking part in it and that mm. does affect me. Yeah. And I'm not sure I'm comfortable with knowing that there is no reason for me to be here because then I might as well just jump off the board you know like if I don't need to be here sure latest guys (laughs) however I am enjoying being here nonetheless yeah and if that's all I get out of it great I'm having a good time I think it's a very sad thought that if you uh if if you realize that all this is chaos and there's no you know there's no underlying reason for us to be here Mm. about your mind you know that that someone's mind would straight up go okay well you know, might as well just not do anything then. Yeah. Say that that was proven and, you know, there's there's nothing. Like, we're just, we're, we happen by chance. There's no reason for us to exist. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think for me, maybe put me at ease. It would be nice to know definitively. Yeah. But again, that's a bit of a Schrodinger's scenario. Mm. Yeah. Because we will never know. Because ignorance is bliss. And if I don't mm. know, then there are options. And you could literally tell someone the full truth and they might still not believe you. Yeah, that's very true as well. I think it's very human to believe in things. Yeah. And even if you show them proof and everything and like, this is how it works, there are still people going to be out there who are going to be like, nope. Yeah, the hands up. No, I believe that you're wrong. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like we could talk round and round in circles for days about this and still mm. not come up with an answer. No, so yeah, there is no answer. It's just we are Schrodinger's <laughs> experts. We are both underqualified and qualified to believe in things. I think that's a nice way to end. Anything to add? Uh, no update on the t-shirts. No update on the t-shirts. I have found my water meter. Oh. <laughs> It's actually not where I thought it was. Oh, well, good. I haven't. I've totally forgot about that. Shoot us a message if you liked this episode and have your own thoughts on this. And if you can put that into a minute or less of a voice note, 
we'd love to put that in the next episode or something completely different. Send it to totallyunderqualified at gmail.com or go to our anchor page. You can find it in the link tree on Instagram and you can record your voice notes straight from on the anchor page and it will appear in our anchor mailbox or whatever it's called. And then we can just pop you straight into the episode. Yes. I believe you can do it. Yeah, I believe that by this time next week, we won't have received a single message. <laughs> is that because so far the evidence is telling you yes. that it might not happen? <laughs> <laughs> so far, yeah. But, you know, that doesn't stop me from bothering all my friends and family to just make messages. Amen to that. Yep. <laughs> so far, everyone's been very supportive of this, and I'm very happy about that. Good. Guys, this has been episode five totally underqualified to believe in something slash totally underqualified to have an existential crisis. We've been Bob and Ollie. Find us on Instagram at totally underqualified. Do whatever Bob told you to do just now. And we will see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>